Good evening. It is Tuesday, March 21st, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post. Live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans from the perspective of fans presented by lifelong sports fans. We'll provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg. I'm joined by my original partner in crime, my brother from another. What's going on, J3? Big Reg, what's going on with you, man? What's up, fam? Hey, how everybody doing? Good, good. Glad you're with me this evening. We may get pop-ins from some of our other partners, but if not, me and J3 will hold it down. So yep, this yep. evening, we're going to do it. We're going to give you some quick hits, talk some brief NFL news. There's a couple of things happening, and then the rest is all basketball. We got to talk about the NCAA day. NCAA tournament week one recap. Bra upsets. Mm. Upsets were the thing. Not only on the men's side, but something that usually doesn't happen on the women's side. So we're gonna get into that. And then we got to talk about what's going on in the NBA. There's some big news out there with uh John Morant. Looks like he's coming back this week. And just how things seems like all these teams are starting to, you know, do like this, except for a couple of them near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I thought this is supposed to be the time, J3, when you're supposed to be getting your things together so you're ready, you yeah, know, but for you, the you, postseason run. But we said this before. You can't predict You can't predict injuries. And if you got injuries, there, there's there's no way that you can uh, get around that. You, you, you have to have – you have to have, allow those individuals to heal so that they can maintain the, 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 uh, the status and in their stamina to produce and they can't produce if they on the sideline understood understood what's good with your brother sense how you feeling this evening uh what's going on fellas good evening good evening good good to have you joining us good to be on good to be on what's what's the topic (laughs) well we get ready to jump into the quick hits and then we're gonna do a little nfl and then we're gonna hit basketball full college and pros all right, saying the quick hits, man. Unfortunately, we got to start it off in a little sad note. We lost another legend, passing mm. of NBA New York Knicks legend Willis Reed at the age of eighty. It's just, uh, I know personally, professionally, and celebrities, there's been a lot of loss going around. So, just send uh, prayers and wishes to his family and friends. You know. Willis Reed was uh, a, a phenomenal basketball player, but from what I read and everything, was also a great man and carried the Knicks to their only two championships in franchise history. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's sad that he did pass away, but then we also have to applaud his longevity because unfortunately, um, as black men, we don't reach 80 that often. And so for him to be at, at that age and, and, and going to glory, we, we got to thank God that he, he he was with us for this long. I agree. That's an accomplishment in itself. I, when, I, when I hear Willis Reed, the first thing that comes to mind is that that uh, he had gone to the tunnel. He, everyone thought he was injured. And then he came out. You know, everybody was like the whole garden was cheering and like came back and won the game for him. So, like he's he's definitely gonna be missed, but like his 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 legacy will live on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to take any shine off of Willis, but that that the inspiration that he gave to his team was huge. He only made two buckets and only paid a few minutes in that game. Clyde Frazier dropped forty seven in that game to win the game seven. Just just saying. <laughs> but I hear you. But his but presence, who, his what I'm saying, but you remember right. his presence, you know? Right. Absolutely. He came out Absolutely. The tunnel. Everybody started cheering. Yeah, absolutely. He gave him that boat, that energy, and said, "Okay, we're gonna do this for Willis." He gave us his all, so we can't let him down. So, absolutely, right. Major League Baseball got to give him a shout out. This World Baseball Classic, which started uh, just what, three, four years ago, has been a big hit around the world. Even despite some of MLB's biggest stars sustaining injuries during this event. Um. Right now, the USA is taking on Japan in the finals. It's 1-1, bottom of the second. Trey Turner hit a bomb to uh, 
scored a first run and Japan came back in the second inning and hit a ball. So it, it is crazy, but this is getting major league baseball worldwide eyes. I was just talking to J three before we jumped on in Japan alone. They've had over 3 million viewers of the games when Japan's playing. Well, you MLB think about don't it. get those kind of numbers. Exactly. That's what I was getting ready to say. You, you, you realize that this is going to give them an additional amount of uh, supporters or fan base because right now Major League is 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 dwindling in numbers because the games are too long. They're not exciting. People get bored, you know, and then if you go to the stadium, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. So this is a way to rejuvenate their fan base so that they can uh, achieve more uh, support. Absolutely. And you get more of an international market and you can see that baseball can be fun because you watch, especially some of the uh, uh, other nations, um, Dominican Republic, they they have fun playing baseball. Then Mm -hmm. they get to the major leagues. Oh, we don't do it that way here. Baseball, if you bring the fun into baseball, you'll bring in young viewers. So absolutely. I think they, they my my conspiracy you know, well my theory for that is maybe you know when you when you start when you when you when you first play you play for the love and and that hunger's in you but when you start getting fed when you when you get to that major league it's kind of like you know takes away the, the that, that 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 fire that 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 once was in you so but uh it's good to see that it's uh you know getting gaining some momentum back as far as the interest and uh hope it continues yeah. well just keep in mind that baseball is not a, a it, it's not a, a national recognized sport here in the united states you got football then you got basketball and then you got everything else and, and unfortunately nba i mean uh the uh major league baseball falls under everything else but it was what's called america's pastime so i don't, yeah. I don't get it to who yeah <laughs> Uh, who? Yeah, it, it it used to be, but now if you look at the most watched, it's NFL, NCAA football, NBA basketball, then baseball. Sad. Yeah, Major League Baseball's opening day is March thirtieth, and right now they've got every team scheduled to play. You know, as long as there's no weather delays, that'd be the first time they've done that since nineteen sixty eight. So they're trying new things. They're trying to shorten the game. So they're trying some stuff to and try to, you that, know, bring in some new said, players. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, sweat sense. With that being said, how often do you go to a, a opening day uh, baseball game? Now, me personally. <laughs> and that's who I'm asking. That's exactly yeah. who I'm asking. <laughs> uh, not as often as I would like, but, you oh. know. Okay, it, it, it is something that you look for. It's one of the things that you look forward to in spring. Like opening day is one of those things. Going out to see a game. So I mean, yeah. Well, would I, would, if I if I had my choice, if I had my choice of going to an NFL game or or major league game, of course I'm gonna take the NFL. But you know, like hopefully this these new initiatives they're trying to put in place will you know kind of change that. I hear you. Hopefully. I hear you. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, fellas, this Saturday, uh, March 25th on Showtime Pay-Per-View, we got two former champions getting into the ring. We've got David Benavidez, who is a former champion, but again, I try to remind people, he's undefeated. He's never lost. He lost his belt due to things outside the ring twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll fight on fight another former champ, Caleb Sweethand Plant, um, be a 168-pound super middleweight bout. The winner of this t- fight will be in line for for as far as plant another shot or as far as Benavides a shot at undisputed champion Canelo Alvarez assuming that Alvarez wins his fight in May so if you like boxing it's starting to heat up from the end of March all through the through the summer we're gonna have some good bouts as long as everybody stays healthy and they come about lastly we got to talk about UFC 286 fellas Hey, I got to give props. I got to give props. Leon Edwards did his thing. Uh, Wasn't a fluke after all. Nope. No, I think the first one was a fluke. But 
because he knocked him out cold, Usman looked a little hesitant. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. But, like, one of his main weapons is his jab. He -hmm. came out southpaw to try to, you know, be aware of that kick to the right side, kind of blocked that, so he always had that. It it just, he didn't have his normal aggression. And I think that that plus the fact that when you win a title, you get a little extra oomph in you. And then he was fighting. Edwards was fighting at home in London. And I mean, he, he did his thing. Um, he controlled the ring, made sure that Usman only took him down four times in the whole fight, tried to take him down like 16 times. He kept blocking him. And then he just kept pounding him. He, okay, you're not going to let me kick you in the head? I'm going to kick you in the body and I'm kicking in the legs. He kept pounding the body and the legs. Usman only threw like four or five kicks where Edwards threw like 40. So obviously Usman came in there scared and, and it showed in the ring and that's why he lost. That's what you're saying. That, that that's that's my take on it. That's my yo, when you get knocked out cold, that changes you. Right. So I mean now dare we say this is like, you know, this is the beginning of the end for Usman, or do you see you know some uh fight in him? Still. Yeah, I think this is definitely the beginning of the end. Right, right after the fight, he said, "Yeah, I'm still gonna fight." And he wants to try to get his title back. But Usman is already set up uh, a promotion with some partners um, to set up uh, MMA. Um, uh, promotion in Africa because he's trying to. He he wants to bring a UFC main event to Af- to the continent of Africa. So he's already making moves for his next venture. And then combat sports, when you start making moves and not focusing on your job, it ain't too long before you, you know, time to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, what I'm thinking. Man, at some point you you can't fight all your life, so you you got to look at other avenues to build that revenue. Oh, so I understand. Like- That's the smart thing to do. But once your once your mentality is not my whole focus and job is to beat every man they put in front of me. And that's the only thing I'm dealing with, like they do as they coming up trying to get the belt. Mm-hmm. Once you start focusing on other things, it's hard to get that back. And he's made a bunch of money. Like I said, he's trying to do some things. So. If you ain't got it in you, you ain't got it in you. Yeah, you, right. know, you saw it with uh De La Hoya, you know, once he lost to Mayweather, it was just like you ain't you ain't got it in him no more. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then because he, he was focusing more on promoting and the and the business side of it than he was actually fighting. Like the, Roy Jones. The only com- yeah, Roy was never the same when he got locked out twice. Nope. Mm-hmm. Never the same. By Tar. <laughs> the only combat sport fight I've ever seen that got knocked cold out and still came back and was decent afterwards was Manny Pacquiao. Mm. Cause remember that time he was fighting and he got knocked out. Looked like that guy broke his neck and killed him. His wife was but screaming was in it. And, but he came back and won the title a couple of times. So, But most of the time when you get hit like that it's just hard to come back. My man mm. Justin Gaethje defeated Rafael Faziz by majority decision in the co-main event. That was a good fight. Two guys to just mix it up. They got fight of the night bonuses. It was just a good bloody two guys is going to beat each other's head in and see the best man win. So, so yeah, UFC, we got another big event next month where the style bender is going to try to get his title back. So we, we'll let you know about that. But, yeah, boxing is really going to start taking off. All right, let's talk about this brief NFL news. We ain't going to hit stay on this long. I said last week we weren't going to talk about this guy until he actually said made some actual news. So Aaron Rodgers did make it official last week that he intended to play in 2023 and that his plans were to play with the New York Jets. The issue now is the Jets and the Green Bay Packers have not agreed upon what that final compensation will be to make that trade for Rodgers. 
Uh, rumors <laughs> have it that the Packers want the Jets' first-round pick uh, next month, which I think is 13th overall, mm-hmm. and other compensation. The Jets are saying, nah, we ain't giving you our first-round pick. So we'll see who, who wins the staring match. Here's what I got to say to that. Jets, your quarterback right now is Zach Wilson. And you ain't trying to give up a first-round pick. Your, I repeat, your quarterback is Zach Wilson. And you can get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And you ain't trying to give up a first-round pick. Like, okay, like I think you get a little – you're feeling yourself a little too much. You, you might need to come back down to earth. And, and 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 get your head on straight. But you give up happen. a first round pick for somebody that's possibly only gonna play for you for one year. What have you been spending your first round picks on? You spent the first round pick on Zach Wilson. See what that did for you. Yeah, but last year's two first round picks with a new GM got them mm-hmm. offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Well, and, and with that being said, you don't think uh, Zach Wilson is progressing in the in the right way for oh, the no, team? Oh no, 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 no. He, he 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 gonna be he needs to sit behind somebody for a couple of years and if he's lucky he'll be able to stick around mm. and get a chance to revive his career. But yeah, he wasn't ready for NFL. So mm. who do you think ultimately wins that staring match? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm the Jets, I don't give in. What did the what are the Green Bay gonna do? What are they, well, they, they going to do? They're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back after he said he don't want to be there? Oh, no, no, no. That bridge is burned. <laughs> so, that bridge is burned. So, so that's what the Jets are like. What you going to do with him? Or force him to retire <laughs> and take a $50 million cap hit for him retiring See, in what, that thing? What the Packers did, they showed their cards too early, mm-hmm. saying, oh, we, we you know, we just, we just want to get rid of him. So mm-hmm. Jets like, okay. <laughs> we going to get what we want anyway, and we ain't going to give up much. So, yeah, yeah. but still – Jets, your quarterback is Zach Wilson. You might want to make this deal soon. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins officially exercised Tua Tagovailoa's fifth-year option, so that guarantees Tua's salary for 23 and 24. So he's got – I think he's got one – he's got this coming season to prove that he can stay healthy. They know mm. he can play, but stay healthy, especially not get missed games because of concussions. Mm-hmm. If he has another concussion, I think that might be his career. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope yeah. it doesn't either. No, nah, he's too promising a talent to, to you know to go out so early. Yeah. NFL free agency is now uh, in deep into week two, almost week three, and the signings have slowed considerably. So um, basically all you're gonna see from now on is a one-year deal here, there. Um yeah. Really much. Yeah. yeah, that's that's brutal. That's brutal. Um there's really only two big, big name players remaining on the free agent market. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., who somebody put out there that he was asking for 20 million. And and of course Odell had to say, I'm not asking for 20 million. Nobody I never said that. But I I'm definitely worth more than four million. So that's so it's going to be interesting to see where Odell decides, you know, to play. If he's going to play for dirt cheap, he might as well go to Kansas City and win a ring. Well, right. well, the the word is he he's thinking about going back to uh, New York. What y'all think about that? Yeah, he ain't going back uh, to New York. That's what yeah, New York I mean, wants. New York uh, burnt that bridge too. They ain't they ain't they ain't, they ain't appreciate him when he was there. So, nah, I don't see that happening. He got a taste of winning the winning the ring. You think he gonna come to New York and, and rely on Danny Dimes to get him a ring? Danny Dimes was um, doing his thing and got a new contract, so you know he's gonna be trying to show up. <laughs> fluke. <laughs> Speaking of fluke, yeah. And then you got uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner, who's near the end of his career, and a bunch Commanders. of other Pro Bowlers that you know uh, at the end of their careers is still. Looking for major deals, will they have to realize that they're not going to get that kind of money, or if they want, they can play on a one-year deal for somebody and try to maybe get uh, a little bit more money than a multi-year deal. So we'll see. I can see, I can see the Commanders maybe because we they need a linebacker. But I mean, you know, if he ain't asking for a lot of money, I'd, I'd pass. 
Uh, he could definitely be a good a good piece on the, the command squad because we're desperately uh, needing a linebacker. It wouldn't be surprising if they did because they always get people that are washed up on their squad. <laughs> well, that was with it. the previous owner. We're going to get into this. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get into that a little later on, but, you know, maybe Spe- not for long. Speaking of the commanders, <laughs> multiple articles have stated that the sale of the commanders is imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a couple of reports to state that the Snyders actually haven't even been to Washington Park since December. Basically, it was that game when they booed his wife. Mm-hmm. That they pretty much ain't been back, haven't been yeah. in the facility at all. Cleaned out um, their stuff from what I heard. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that a potential winning bidder could be announced as early as next week's owners meeting because the owners have to approve any final final sale or uh, or at least for that stage, but the final approval won't happen until the May's owners meeting. So it looks like this actually is going to happen uh, unless, unless Danny comes at the last minute and, you know, says until y'all indemnify me, I'm not going to sell a team, but he getting a lot of pressure. And you got four, four bidding groups have put in bids and toward Washington Park. Mm-hmm. So they've got at least four teams that are serious. And the Harris group, which is led by uh, Mr. Harris, who owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the Jersey Devils, he's added two big partners to his ownership group, uh, a D.C. local billionaire, Mitchell Rawls, and NBA Hall of Famer, Magic Johnson, who was part of his bidding group to try to buy the Denver Broncos and then they got you know hit by that Walmart money. So so you know they serious because they tried real hard to buy mm-hmm. Denver. So the money's real, the people are there. So we'll we'll see. Keep tuned. Don't nobody want Snyder. Not even his fellow owners. They tied mm-hmm. up ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas, let's talk about this NCAA. Before we get into the games, we got to talk about Somebody's coaching high. Your boy Rick Patino gets Iona into the NCAA tournament, loses in round one, and pumps <laughs> that into a brand new six year deal at the Same University job. of St. John's for Lord a semi-old Jesus. coach. This is his dream job right here. New York kid going back to you know sacred ground st john's i was met i was hoping georgetown would get him but i knew like once st john's came calling now that was a wrap two words for y'all once again white privilege oh yeah 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 because there's some skeletons in that closet but exactly he's been able to dance around Mm -hmm. them so Mm -hmm. speaking of georgetown georgetown got the guy they wanted Mm -hmm. ed cooley Mm -hmm who was actually uh, like a mentee from John Thompson Jr., Big John, mm-hmm. he leaves Providence. And that's huge. Ed Cooley is from Providence. Mm-hmm. Born and raised, coached high school there, and then got to coach his coach, the University of Providence, and rebuild that program. So that was huge. So they, they, they opened up the checkbook. I hear they gave that man a, quite a penny. Six Six million, I heard. Six million a so. year. That's what I heard too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ed mm-hmm. Cooley's gonna come back to Georgetown to try to revive the program. Uh, Lord, his please. biggest thing he's got to do is get in here and Recruit. deal with these AAU coaches and high school coaches, but most importantly, the AAU coaches and get the local talent that leaves the DC area yes. every year. Please get some of those top guys to stay home and play for Georgetown. Recruiting. I'm about to That's go on a campaign. I'm about to go on a campaign. It's going to be a different mega. It's going to be make Georgetown great again. Because <laughs> it ain't been, they ain't been like they've had a losing record for almost a decade. And they have, well, no, not a decade. Like, all, yeah, almost a decade. And they mm-hmm. like, it, it's been horrendous under Pat, Patrick Ewan's helm. I love the brother. Georgetown, like, local, I was all for it. But man, like, it's it, Georgetown is just like, this ain't the Georgetown that we used to. Like, we nope. got to make Georgetown great again. Yeah. When we right around the corner from Georgetown and don't go to a game. What's that tell you? Exactly. Yeah. They're selling Georgetown tickets for $5. You can, get them, like, <laughs> you can get, like, front row seats for, like, $5, $10. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Get in, get in the game. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 Nick had to take a shot at the at the at the basketball coach. Uh, the reason why he had to take the shot, one of his players was driving 144 miles per hour in Florida, mm-hmm. trying to elude police in a Dodge Charger. You you can't outrun radar. So, of course, they caught him mm-hmm. and arrested him. So he immediately suspended the guy based on further investigation and said, you know, there's no wrong place, wrong time type of thing. You make decisions and all that. Taking a shot at the basketball coaches program. Nick, Nick's the big fish in the pond, but I think he's getting a little worried because the new guy in town is making a football school a basketball school. So, Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? (laughs) So let's talk about some of these men's games, fellas. Oh, and then I forgot Tobin Anderson, who had one of the biggest upsets in the NCAA with Farley Dixon, immediately left Farley Dixon and took Patino's old job at Iona. So. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. That, that, that's, that sounds more like a seat change than an right. upgrade, but there you ain't. Well, it's an upgrade on. from Farley Dixon, but not a big one, but at least it's upgrade. I'm sure his, <laughs> his salary got upgraded. So let's talk about these these games. Purdue, number one Purdue, loses to Farley Dixon 63-58 in the first round, becoming only the second number one team to lose in the first round. Man. So was that, oh, that, was that coaching? Was that coaching or was that bad uh, players um, performing? That was coaching. Mm-hmm. Farley Dixon was the smallest team in the NCAA tournament, one of the smallest teams in the country. Mm-hmm. How are you going to lose a game where your All-American center, who's probably going to end up being the player of the year in college basketball, who's seven four and a half, and they basically slowed him down and shut everybody else out? Another tale of underestimating your opponent. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, coaching matters. That guy out-coached <laughs> Purdue's coach, and he never could – Figure out a, a right adjustment. So, not as big of a loss, but number one, Kansas lost to number eight, Arkansas, in the second round, 72 71. And this Man. was all about physicality, fellas. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Truly. Manhandled them. Man, that was a defensive game, man. And you could mm-hmm. like Arkansas left it all out on the floor. Like, even in the post game interview, you saw, um, um, Davis just like yeah. break down, like you know, like coach, coach just you know made made me pull it out of myself and like you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good, and this is the result of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. The coach at Arkansas was able to bring in four or five guys to immediately upgrade his team and put that physicality. That's one thing I am glad that the referees in this tournament so far have been allowing the team to play and get mm-hmm. more physical. So if you want to be finesse and cute, like the Blue Bloods tend to want to play, the Kansases, the Dukes, and all that, okay, mm-hmm. you got some grown men <laughs> that's fourth, fifth, and six-year seniors that's been waiting for a chance to put it on you, and they all let them young boys know. So, mm-hmm. Of course, y'all see me rocking my gear. Number one overall. Man, <laughs> I thought we was gonna have the game. I thought we was. I thought it was gonna be a game in that first quarter because like ain't Merlin nobody scored for like a good twenty minutes. Yeah, they <laughs> choked, man. And by halftime, it was over with. And then they put that spurt on it. Alabama is legit, fellas. Ten to eleven deep. All everybody can play. They start. Two freshmen at forwards, a sophomore at center, and then they got a transfer portal guard, point guard that's a junior, and then they've got a fourth year senior that might come back next year because he was he hurt himself last year, and I don't think he's going to get be highly ranked as far as the NBA draft. So I think he may come back another year. So not only are they good now, they got a bunch of reserves that can play. They got a good recruiting class coming in. 
Now, of course, they're going to lose their best player, Brandon Miller, who's going to go to the draft and be one of the top five picks more than likely. But they balling, and they making that Alabama basketball is going to be a real thing for a minute. I'm a believer. Props to y'all, though. Props. (laughs) Speaking about getting physical, University of Houston, you talking about some grown amen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What they did to that team was just a crime, man. They just, they just like they they lock you down. They They make you work. It, it, it is a joy to watch them play basketball because you're gonna have to earn that. The first round, they, you know, kind of was a little just off. I guess underestimating their opponent, Northern Kentucky. They only beat them 63-52. But Auburn, 81-64, they let Auburn know, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Y'all think y'all play physical? Let us show you how physical it is. It wasn't even a game like in the second half. It was just like, okay. They on a mission. They on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Princeton. Number 15, Yo. Princeton knocked off Arizona in the first round. Mm, and mm, then mm. they won their second game by 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fundamentals. Yep. Fundamentals. That's it. Not only fundamentals, they shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, buddy. Anything and, is possible, like my man said. <laughs> yeah. And time is, oh. I mean, no matter how bad his team plays during the regular season, he gets to March, he's going to figure out a way to win. They knock off Marquette 69-60 to get to the Sweet 16. Uh, It's just just crazy. It's just crazy. UCLA. Real bad, man. Huh? Jerome was saying Tennessee beat Duke. I said, yeah, oh, yeah Duke yeah, looked yeah, real yeah. bad. Man, Duke shouldn't have been in that daggone tournament. Let's be honest. <laughs> in both men's and women's basketball, college basketball, the transfer portal has changed the landscape. Mm-hmm. You can no longer hoard a bunch of top players and, you know, I got to wait my time at Duke or I wait my time in North Carolina I got to wait my time in Kansas. Nah, these kids ain't trying to hear that. Mm-mm. If they, they come, play. they don't they get playing time. Maybe like, I'm going to go somewhere else and play. I want to play. I want to develop my game. And then you getting juniors who are transferring to programs who are coming from mid-majors or lower programs who actually can play at the level just were misrecruited. And now they coming mm-hmm. into these programs as older guys and they just getting physical. I mean, yeah, what Tennessee did to Duke wasn't fair. It was like Duke? they shouldn't have been on the same court. Duke didn't mm-hmm. look like they were there. I I was like, what in the world is yeah. going on? Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. What were you saying about UCLA, uh, though, Big Rich? UCLA is just quietly creeping along, doing their thing. Like the, what I tell you? <laughs> what I tell you? Thing. So it's going to be interesting because it looks like them and Gonzaga uh, are heading for a big matchup mm-hmm. soon. So, um, you had two number one seeds get through. You had two number two seeds get through. Three number three seeds made it through. And then two number four seeds made it through. So, again, there was a lot of upsets. Um, The biggest, again, upset out there is number five, Princeton. And then they playing Creighton. In the Sweet 16, Princeton can beat Creighton. Princeton yeah, might make can. it to the Elite Eight. <laughs> That's what I'm, I got my money on Princeton. They, they got to want it, though. They got to want it. Yeah. Uh, number five, San Diego State plays Alabama. Number five, Miami plays Houston. Oh, yeah, Michigan. Miami. I forgot about them. Yeah. <laughs> number seven, Michigan State plays number three, Kansas State. That should be a great game. Mm-hmm. Who are you liking uh, that number- game? I prefer Kansas State to win, but they've got a first-year head coach. Izzo, I think, if it it stays close, Izzo's going to figure out a way to coach it to win it. Yeah, and that's my point. I was going to go with coaching coaching over over the flash because Izzo's tested, and I I, I see them pulling through. Another great game, number eight, Arkansas playing number four, UConn. UConn is playing some good basketball. UConn's been creeping up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Early's got this boys playing better at the end of the season. Uh, Tennessee should make it to the Elite Eight. They play FAU. Um, so it's some great games. And then you got some two, three matchups. Texas against Xavier. UCLA against Gonzaga. So it's going to be a great Sweet 16. Let's talk about the women. Again, there's South Carolina. And everybody else. And everybody else. <laughs> but for the first time, two number one seeds in the ladies' field got knocked off know. before the round of 16. Indiana mm-hmm. lost to number nine, Miami, 70-68 in the second round. And Stanford, which was a shocker. But again, Ole Miss got fiscal with them, played mm-hmm. defense, and they was able to beat that finesse game that Stanford likes to play 54-49. They just junked it up. So uh, shout out. Uh, Miami is an interesting situation because they got both the men's and women's team in the Sweet 16. Miami's becoming the best basketball program in the ACC. And a lot of that mm-hmm. has to do with their NIL collective. They got mm-hmm. a lot. Almost every one of their players is on NIL deals because they got a super booster. Well, that's good. A big company, so it's interesting. That's good. That makes them hungry. Is the um, dude from George Mason still their coach? That they, yes. that they used to. Yep. Lots of Okay. Jim Laranega. Yep. He's still there. They doing his thing. Mm. The number two seeds. Uh, all the number two seeds went through on the women's side. Shout out to the University of Maryland. Hey, I got to give again Brenda Freeze. Crazy stuff's going on. It seems like they're starting to leak that there was some issues in the locker room and some players wanted to be all about them instead of being about team. So mm. I think Brenda Freeze is just trying to – she's the first on the women's side who's really taken to this transfer portal. She did it a couple of years ago when she brought in like three uh, grad students seniors in and they played for a couple of years and a couple of people and this year she brought in seven new players because she had all the graduates and then the transfers but they uh, made it to the sweet 16 then utah yukon is coming back and coming on strong az fudd started looking like az fudd again in game two so that should be interesting and then one of the best players in women's basketball i was all-American, she's dropping almost triple doubles every mm. game. Mm. Second in the nation in scoring, leads the nation in assists, and averages about seven and a half rebounds a game. She she wow. does her thing. So the big games to look at on the women's side, um, you got number five, Louisville, who made it to the Sweet 16, up, uh, upset the number four team. They playing number eight Ole Miss. That should be a great game. Again, an ACC versus an SEC matchup. Louisville likes to run and gun. Ole Miss is going to play gritty and grimy and make you make you earn every shot. So that should be a great game. Number six Colorado. We heard a lot about Colorado recently until Dion went there, but their women's basketball team is actually doing some balling. They play Iowa, and then number nine Miami playing Villanova. And Villanova mm. has the leading score in the NCAA, a young, young lady named Maddie, who, if you look at it, be like, nah, she can't ball. Oh, yeah, she ball. <laughs> she scored 1,000 points this season. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's on fire. Yeah, so mm. they're doing their thing. All right, so, yeah, definitely check out the Sweet 16. The men's Sweet 16 starts Thursday and Friday. The Elite Eight is Saturday and Sunday. The women's is Friday and Saturday with the Elite Eight Sunday and Monday. Um, let's go, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She, 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 uh, she changes the geometry of basketball similar to what uh, Curry Steph does Curry. in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she can ball. All right, for the NBA, fellas. John Morant returned to the Grizzlies on Monday yesterday. He received an mm. eight-game suspension, but really wasn't an eight-game suspension because he already no. had missed six games because he was seeking treatment. Time so served. Really, really was only two games. Um, but listening to what a couple of interviews I've heard, yeah, he's really dealing with some stuff as far as dealing with stress 
And he even kind of mentioned that he had been thinking about doing something but didn't want to leave during the season. So he's definitely dealing with some issues. He's saying that his treatment is ongoing. So I I, I wish him success in that uh, because I think it's only going to get more and more intense, especially as they try to make title runs. Right. Um, So here's my – Go ahead. No, I was going to ask, do you think his return is too soon, you know, with what he's dealing with? I, th- I think that could have just required just a sit out for the season, but the NBA, I'm, I'm sure, you know, was caring about their bottom line and, you know, John, the playoffs, it's exciting and, and revenue generating, but, you know, I, I, I think this was too soon a, a, a return for him. He should have, he should have sat, sat out more to kind of, you know, get that. And I know like it's, it's ongoing treatment and, 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 and that's great, but, you know, I think just like, I don't feel he was out enough, not suspension-wise, but just more so just taking a beat and just, you know, working on him, um, working on his issues. Well, that's just it. We don't know what the issues are, so we, we really can't gauge how serious it is for him to be in or out or off the court. Um, in, in my opinion, you know, uh, if he says he's ready to go and if he feels as though he's ready to go, he's going to go. You know, the only person that's going to hold him back is himself. Yeah, he, he's very lucky because the NBA was going to hit him hard, but they couldn't actually state and have proof that the gun was his. Mm-hmm. If they had uh, proof that the gun was his, he'd, he'd yeah, been looking at a yeah. Gilbert Arenas type suspension. But okay. so they just got him for uh, conduct detrimental and moved on man Lonzo ball again we talked about the balls about a month ago mm-hmm. man I feel sorry for Lonzo he just had to have his third surgery on the same knee mm-hmm. uh, they actually replaced cartilage in his knee this time so uh, could this spell the end for him or do you think he if this doesn't work this is probably his career mm-hmm Cause, I mean, he's been out since January of last year. He was only supposed to be out a few weeks last year. Then it ended up the rest of the season. And then, oh, he'll be back by the end of the year, had another procedure, clean it up. And then that was never right. He said every time he tried to, you know, build back up and all that, he feels good for a day or two. And then all of a sudden, boom, knee be hurt. So that's debatable yeah i mean he did show he showed that he's a solid nba player the hype of him being the next you know coming of this or that yeah that might have been premature but he he that was his dad that was never him that was his dad yeah yeah so since what do you make of all these nba teams most of them have like 10 11 games max left and they almost all of them are like struggling. The only teams right now that are really playing decent basketball, the Bucks are seven and three in their last ten. The 76ers are playing good basketball. They're eight and two in their last ten. The Cavaliers are seven and three in their last ten. Everybody else is six and four or five and five or losing records for the most part. Yeah. Sacramento Kings, I gotta get Kings. Oh, yeah, job. you gotta give them their props for they, sure. They're they trying to get this number two seed. Everybody else is struggling. I mean, struggling. I don't know, sense. Big Rich. I don't know what to make of it, like, honestly. No, I mean, especially in the West, it's truly the Wild Wild West. It's like the top four and then five through 11. It's just like, they basically a game, you know, you know, separated from each other. Like it could, it could be, you know, the eleventh could raise up to the sixth, you know, with two or three good games. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe the competition's getting tighter. Maybe like people are like, you know, wanting it more. Especially the Kings. You you see it, you know, at one eighty from last season to now. It definitely has to do with the coach and the Mike Brown. But I mean, you, you, this is what, you know, this is like separating like who's really going after it and who's just kind of like, you know, going through the motions. Mike Brown got them boys believing, man, and it, and it shows in their production. And, and sure. just like you said earlier, a coach does make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, on Absolutely. the East, 
Eastern Conference side, Milwaukee is definitely the class. Milwaukee's right now the class in the NBA. Uh, they doing what they need to do to stay in the one spot. Nothing more. If Giannis needs to rest, he'll rest the game. Uh, middle 10, they'll play him short minutes. I mean, everybody by holidays, you know, taking breaks. But they getting deeper. They getting, they getting, look like they getting in the rhythm and they ready to, you know, make a real run. Because they still believe that if they'd have had Chris Middleton last year, that they'd have won back-to-back championships. So they out, they on a mission. That's what I respect about Milwaukee, for sure. I mean, I just want to say this real quick. Professor, I know you're tuning in. Yeah, Milwaukee's that team. You heard me say it. Milwaukee's that team, and I think they can, like, actually win it all. You heard me say it. I mean, again, they did what they were supposed to. They they got players to, to come in and be productive when your starters are on the bench. That's what you they need. They keep you that need- head down. Right. Yeah. You, you you need 11, 10, between 10 and 12 deep to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with during Absolutely. the playoffs. And, yeah. and, I mean, I can't say it enough, but that's what the Warriors, they showed you the blueprint. That's you what they, exactly. Out, you take Straight somebody out, put somebody else in it, and, and keep it moving and Straight continue comes, to school. Yeah. And that's culture. That That's culture. Milwaukee's building a culture. Of mm-hmm. like next man up, keep your head down, bring your lunch pail, let's go to work. And mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. And they figure out what everybody does well and allow them to do that, but don't try to have him do too much. Uh mm-hmm. the 76ers, your boy Joel Embiid is definitely trying to win MVP. He's got them playing good basketball. Look like James Harden might have hurt his foot though in the last game. So that'll be interesting. To see, because I actually think he's the glue, not Embiid, of them playing well, him taking a step back and leading the league in assists and actually making sure the team runs. So it'd be interesting. But Joel Embiid, uh, I'm going to give him his props. I think he's, he's taken over the lead for the MVP of the season. Um, he's had like over 30, 35 point games this year, something like that. I mean, he, he's doing work. And his his rebounds have gotten better this year. So as long as he can stay healthy and stay motivated, I think the Sixers will make some noise. But uh, they still not good enough to beat Milwaukee, in my opinion. So with that being said, is 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 uh, Embiid making his team better? Because exactly, he's cool and he can rebound. But if your 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 supporting cast ain't getting ain't getting fed. Or, or you're not helping them to uh, elevate their game, what good is he? Exactly, because I haven't heard Tobias Harris's name in a long time. That well, it ain't about good. Tobias Harris. It's about No, Max. I'm saying his supporting, his supporting Ma- cast. Maxi, Maxi is supposed to be their number two score. That's mm-hmm. what they would like. Mm-hmm. They, and B, Maxi, then Harden, and then Tobias Harris gets in where he fits in. That's terrible. And the That's litmus terrible. test is going to be how they do in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's but, always this, like, you know, hype about Embiid and, you know, in the running for MVP, and he's putting up MVP numbers, but they always fall flat in the playoffs. And so the litmus test for me is going to be how they do there. If they can yeah. get past – if they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's going to be, like, an achievement. Yeah. That's getting past Boston when, or the Bucks. That's when the that teams happen. can lock in on you – they only focused on you. They game plan for you, and they gonna make make it harder for MB to put up huge numbers. Or they might say, "Go ahead, we are gonna let MB score forty five, but ain't nobody else gonna score mm-hmm. more than ten. So it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing what the Cavaliers do come playoff time because they've been an interesting team. They're forty five and twenty eight. They've been comfortably sitting in the fourth spot for most of the season. Um, They've got a, a good mixture of mostly young and a couple of guys that are hitting their prime now. So it'll be interesting to see them. And then the Knicks. Man, how can you have one of your stars drop 50? What did he drop? 54 yesterday? 57? And still lose. And still yeah. lose? <laughs> it happens. It happens. Typical Knicks. That's that's the Knicks for you. Like you, you go bong bong, bing bong, whatever you 
what it is and you know new york is that it's coming up and ascending and then you know they do something like this i still actually you know i'm rooting for him because you know i i i echo the sentiments of Stephen a like basketball just seems better and more relevant when the knicks are doing well it, it just kind of just gives that you know that old school mystique to it and again with the addition of brunson they've been playing good basketball and Tom Thibodeau's defense, like they're playing collectively as a squad. So, I mean, but, I'm definitely giving their props. But, again, you got one person, Randall, scoring. What, what's the rest, What's the supporting cast doing? Good question. Exactly. Now, guess, Randall was just hot last night, so they kept feeding Yeah, that's ball. not every game. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's Brunson some days. It's 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 uh, Barrett, you know, others. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, so mm. – it, it, it's going to be a situation. Did Thibodeau adjust his regimen enough that his team doesn't run out of gas come to playoffs? And will they oh be able Lord. to make adjustments? Because he'll run you. He, he yeah, will he, run a team. He plays every game during the regular season, you know, like it's trying to be almost like a playoff game. So by the end of the year, his players have tend to be run down. So mm-hmm. it looks like he changed that a little bit and played more players this year. So it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It, 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 is Bron coming back this season since? I mean, and when, when he, when he, does he need to come back? <laughs> I, I think he does. I think I think this last little stretch of games in the regular season, we'll find ourselves. I'm sorry, the Lakers will find themselves in the you know between the sixth to eighth spot, maybe even the ninth. And then by that time, Bron will be back. I mean, you see him out of his walking boot. He's walking around. He's been going to Germany getting stem cell treatment, which is, you know, now uh, allowed in in, in uh, states from what I hear. I think this, you know, this is – he don't want to miss the playoffs again, point blank, period. So he's going to do everything in his power to ensure that. They about to put that K back on, huh, since? Hey, somebody got to do it. <laughs> unicorn. What you, what, what's up with the unicorn? He, he ain't who's trying to wear that. Who, 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 oh, uh, hey, always disappointing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, man. That's, uh, Lord. Like, I would bring up this point. KG actually said this is like t- talking about litmus test. This might be actually the litmus test for Anthony Davis because this could, you know, be the determinant of that this was a failed experiment in LA. Like, mm. you know, we basically doing all but actually placing the crown on your head for when LeBron leaves. He and clearly, it. he don't want it. Nope, like, he don't want it. He's not a, a number one player. Everybody wants to make him a number one player. He's got phenomenal skills and upside galore, but he doesn't have the personality to be a number one. Everybody can't be a number one. He's best suited to be a number two where he can just mm-hmm. do his thing and preferably a number two that plays the four position and not the five position if he gets hit. Well, so. word on the street is, um, you know, the Lakers have worked out um, some sentence to kind of step into the uh, absence of Mo Bamba so AD could go back to that four position and like a Tristan Thompson or a Tony Bradley can, you know, take that five and, you know, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. The, the most baffling thing of all the NBA season is freaking Golden State Warriors. They two different teams. They one team at home. They barely lose at home, and on the road they can barely win. Mm-hmm. Well, they they, they kind of snapped that. They snapped that with that win over uh, the Rockets. Come on, it was Houston. Uh, yeah. You can't count that. That was Houston. <laughs> well, we lost to Houston, so yeah, you can't count that. You can't count it. A game is a game. So I mean, and then and they also beat the uh. Not the Warriors, but the Rockets beat the Celtics. So it's like those teams, these teams with nothing to lose, are mm-hmm. are dangerous teams. So mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you can't underestimate them. Yeah, they they just I, I don't know what we're gonna get with the Warriors come to playoffs. I mean, they keep bouncing with these road games. They bounce from the fifth or sixth seed to the eighth or ninth seed. So depending on how they finish these last eleven games, I think they're gonna have like a four game home stand somewhere in there so it, it's crazy but um if andrew wiggins doesn't come back for the postseason i don't think he is 
Yeah, and, I don't think so either. And the rumors that, I'm hearing about what's ooh, going on. Same, same, same. Oh man, that that he, hurt my heart he, to hear. He ooh. dealing with some serious emotional stuff, so it'll be crazy. All right, fellas. Anybody else got anything on the NBA before we get up out of here? Mm-mm. I just, I, I'm kind of just wondering, like going back to the Eastern Conference, like who's sitting at that uh, six seed? Is it Atlanta or is it like uh, Toronto? Like who, who's uh, rounding out that um, the six through eight? Right now, the six seed, the Nets are in the six. Um, Surprising. And then you've got seven, eight, nine, ten out of Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls with the Wizards and Pacers. Like, uh, I think the Wizards are a game out of the 10th seed, and the Pacers are like a game and a half, two mm-hmm. games out. But none of those. The Heat are the team that I wouldn't want to face in a playoff mm-hmm. series if they get in. I wouldn't sleep on Brooklyn either. Like, the, that addition of Johnson and Bridges, like, they, those are some dudes who could still play defense. Yeah, and yeah. For they, them to – they're a good young though? team. I just think they they're not ready to you know really oh, test should, yeah, no. really test the 76ers or the Bucks. But yeah, I think this is going to be a good learning experience for them. And as long as they keep most of that team together and try oh, to find good. somebody just to add to that team and not try to have somebody come in and say I'm taking over, it's my team. Just mm-hmm. add to that team. Brooklyn can build something. That could contend with them next year. I agree. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I like Mikhail Bridges. He's, man, he was like, when everyone said Brooklyn was over, like with them addition of those pieces and you still keeping uh, Seth Curry and Patty Mills, like that can have the potential of being a, like a solid squad. Right. And everybody gets to eat there. There's mm-hmm. no big egos that they got to force feed anymore. So, yeah, it, it's good. All right, fellas, so it's about that time. Before we get out of here, we got to give the folks our final post of the evening. J3, what you got for me? Yeah, real quick, on uh, on my Wednesday night league, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Chris Smith. He rolled a perfect 300. Good job, Chris. Good job, good job, good job. 300, that's a good bowler. They rolling some numbers. 299 some 300s, I see. Yeah. I see. What you got, Sense? I just want to give a shout-out to the D.C. Defenders, now 5-0 and after beating right. St. Louis. We got something going on. At least we got a, a, a football team in Washington to, like, really get behind right now. <laughs> and they're doing it by playing defense. Mm-hmm. Greg Williams, Greg came to town and got them boys playing. Mm-hmm. Getting turnovers at the them. end of games and shout out, shout out games. And the boys gonna have a Monday night football game. Get out of here. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. All right. That is all right. He 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 recognized something and man, so yeah. That we went to it the last time they were here. I, I mm. know uh since you and the professor were talking about going to this Monday night game, I wish I could go, but I'm be coming back from traveling from the West Coast. But the atmosphere at the Defenders game is crazy. Howdy Field, man. Howdy Field, they, they pack it up and it'd be yeah. rocking. <laughs> uh, the atmosphere when they played uh, St. Louis, the Battle Hawks, St. Louis sold their stadium out. Nice. Nice. Everybody loves football, bro. Everyone XFL loves defenders. football. Keep Everyone it going. Everyone loves football. I just like to remind everybody, enjoy this weekend coming up. Sweet 16, Elite Eight weekend in college basketball, men's and women. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. We got some great matchups and some phenomenal athletes out there doing things on both the men's and women's side. Uh, since mentioned earlier, Miss Caitlin, who, who's a walking triple-double. Uh, Pull up on the parking lot. Angel Reese at LSU. In her last game, she had 28 points and 22 rebounds. Mm. Some people putting some big numbers up. So just, just enjoy. All right. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and the opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for our next live show. You can also download the show and previous shows via our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Um, if you decide to go to either one of those, just go positions on sports talk show. 
please like and subscribe to Scriptures Speak. We greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Positions on Sports and Twitter at Positions on SBO One. Again, have a wonderful week. We greatly appreciate your time. Please tell your friends and family and social media contacts about our show. And again, we'll see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Roll, tide, roll. Let's see go, Alabama. Make George say.